Welcome, welcome. This week on Paranormally Speaking, I'm going to be discussing UFOs, aliens, ghostly encounters, and encounters with Bigfoot and various other cryptozoological creatures as um, occurred and witnessed by former presidents of the United States. I'll be diving in deep to that. Uh, It'll be a fun episode. Not so much seriousness about this. Now, feel free to cut loose and get a little silly, if people still use silly as a regular way to describe how things will go down. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great week so far. We're heading into the 4th of July. I thought this would be a great theme for Independence Day, uh, considering it is the uh, birth of our nation, well, the birthday of our nation, and discussing presidents sounds like a really good idea. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the ride. And please hold for a moment for a word from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. I think it's safe to say that Jimmy Carter was one of my favorite presidents of all time. Uh, He just had a really good heart, a good mind, great backbone and spirit. And you just don't really find that a lot in leadership anymore. And he's someone who even through sickness and well into his 90s has continued to do more and more and as much as he can with his very last breath to help the less than. He's a, a true patriot. Um... The very definition of Christianity, Jimmy Carter would would sum that up. Uh, Jimmy Carter UFO incident occurred in 1969 when Jimmy Carter was getting ready to give a speech at a Lions Club meeting. When he spotted an unidentified flying object that became known as the Jimmy Carter UFO sighting. The UFO was witnessed by about 20 people, including Jimmy himself, who became governor of Georgia two years later and served as the U.S. president from 1977 to 1981. The speech was taking place in Leary, Georgia at around 7.15 p.m. when one of the guests at the speech spotted a brilliant white light in the distance. Spotted about 30 degrees above the horizon, this strange unidentified flying object was described by Carter as being as bright as the moon. It was said to approach where Carter and the guests were standing, but suddenly stopped beyond a stand of pines, trees, of course, a good distance away. The Jimmy Carter UFO was then said to change color according to the reports. It changed from its brilliant white to blue, then red, before changing back to a bright white. Then it flew off into the distance. Carter believed that the UFO he spotted was self-illuminated, but wasn't solid. 
The Jimmy Carter UFO wasn't seen again and remains unsolved. In 1973, Carter himself said, there were about 20 of us standing outside of this little restaurant. I believe a high school lunchroom. And a kind of green light appeared in the western sky. This was right after sundown. It got brighter and brighter, and then it eventually disappeared. It didn't have any solid substance to it, and it was just a very peculiar-looking light. None of us could understand what it was. There were no other UFO sightings or reports that resembled the same object or light from the same time. Without actual images, it's tough to speculate, but it could have been a ball of light from ball lightning, perhaps, or a weather anomaly. Something that our knowledge of physics is unable to explain, or one of the many things that are commonly mistaken for UFOs. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And HEMS makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face -face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash good. That's 4hims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Not to mention the rough rider, Teddy Roosevelt, versing Bigfoot one day. Did America's most outdoorsy president have a close encounter with Sasquatch? There's no better time to explore how one of our most famous presidents might have drifted into the orbit of one of our most famous mythical beasts than 4th of July. Theodore Roosevelt, president from 1858 to... No. He was born in 1858, passed away, unfortunately, in 1919. He emerged on the American landscape of a symbol of exuberance, some might say manic masculinity before tumbling into the presidency as a consequence of his predecessor's assassination. He was an active outdoorsman for nearly his entire life. He not only loved hiking, camping, and shooting big animals with high-powered firearms, he loved writing about those experiences. His books included The Wilderness Hunter, Hunting Trips of the Ranchman, and ranch life and the hunting trail. In The Wilderness Hunter, Roosevelt describes a peculiar incident with a Native American guide while hunting in the Selkirk Mountain Range, which extends through Idaho into eastern Washington. Amel objected strongly to leaving the neighborhood of the lake. He went the first day's journey willingly enough, but after that it was increasingly difficult to get him to come along, and he was gradually growing sulky. Finally, he gave us to the uh, understanding that he was afraid because up in the high mountains, 
there were little bad Indians who would kill him if they caught him alone, especially at night. At first, we thought he was speaking of stray warriors of the Blackfoot tribe, but it turned out he was not thinking of human beings at all, but of hobgoblins. Indeed, the night sounds of these great screeches in the mountain woodland were very, very weird and strange. I never before so well understood why the people who live in lonely forest regions are prone to believe in elves, wood spirits, and other beings of the unseen world. Something was lurking out there, but what? It's easy enough to chalk up those odd night sounds to conventional animal cries, distorted by distances and mountains. But Roosevelt was also an experienced outdoorsman. Something clearly spooked him to the point where he keeps this reminiscence relatively short in contrast to some of his other tales, which go on and on and on. In another passage from the same book, Roosevelt describes a conversation with a mountain man, Bauman, who he tells a horrifying tale of a creature in the woods. Roosevelt sets the scene. Frontiersmen are not, as a rule, apt to be very superstitious. They lead lives too hard and practical and have too little time for imagination and things spiritual and supernatural. I have heard but a few ghost stories while living on the frontier, and those few were of a perfectly commonplace and conventional type. But I once listened to a goblin story, which rather impressed me. A grizzled, weather-beaten old mountain man, a hunter named Bauman, who born and had passed all of his life on the frontier, told me the story. He must have believed what he was saying, for he could hardly repress a shudder at certain points of the tale. But he was of German ancestry, and in childhood had doubtless been saturated with all kinds of ghosts and goblin lore, so that many fearsome superstitions were latent in his mind. Besides, he knew well the stories told by the Indian medicine men in their winter camps of the snow walkers and the specters, spirits, ghosts, and apparitions, the formless evil beings that haunt the forest depths, and dog and waylay the lonely wanderer who after nightfall passes through the regions where they lurk. It may be that when overcome by the horror of the fate that befell his friend and when oppressed by the awful dread of the unknown, he grew to attribute both at the same time still more in remembrance weird and elfin traits to what was merely some abnormally wicked and cunning wild beast. But whether this was so or not, no man can say. Whether the event occurred, Bauman was still a young man and was trapping with a partner along the mountains, among the dividing forks of the salmon from the head of the Wisdom River, not having much, had much of his partner determined to go up into a particularly wild and lonely pass through which ran a small stream said to contain many beavers. The pass had an evil reputation because the year before, a solitary hunter who had wandered into this was slain, seemingly by a wild beast, the half-eaten remains being afterwards found by some mining prospectors who had passed his camp only the night before. The memory of this event, however, waited very lightly with the two trappers, who were as adventurous and hardly as others of their kind. They took their two lean mountain ponies to the foot of the pass, where they left them at an open beaver meadow, the rocky timber-clad ground being from 
They're onward impractical for horses, of course, in that trail. They then struck out on foot through the vast, gloomy forest, and in about four hours reached a little open glade where they concluded and decided to camp. This is where things get bizarre for them. They encountered giant, hairy humanoid beasts that attacked their camp, ransacked their belongings, took their weapons, and dragged one of the men halfway through the forest away from the opening. Teddy Roosevelt, when retelling this story, had trouble catching his breath when relaying the information to fellow fellow trappers, fellow outdoorsmen, and fellow men's of the presidential past. Things like this really bring to mind the truth and the validity of tales such as this when someone as reputable as Teddy Roosevelt can actually relay a story and write about it in books that I myself have yet to read but am definitely dying to put my eyes upon. Roosevelt himself never names the creature aside from referring to it as a goblin which was clearly one of the favorite terms for unknown beasties at that time. But contemporary readers with, will instantly note that it sounds a whole lot like Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, the hairiest, smelliest, biggest, upright, walking, ape-like creature to ever reportedly stalk the mountains and forests of the Americas. We can imagine Roosevelt's regret at never encountering such a beast face-to-face, only finding signs of it. No doubt he would have relished facing off against such an impressive cryptoid. You can picture the future president stalking through the night, the moonlight reflecting off of his glasses and in his enormous rifle, murmuring bully under his breath as a 400-pound Bigfoot sizes him up from the far side of a clearing. It would have been a battle for the ages. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Bernie Sanders says he'll reveal the truth about aliens if he's elected president. So far, we've had two presidential candidates, one who is currently and unfortunately still our president, Donald Trump, who said at several of his little pep rallies that if he is reelected president, he will cure cancer. He will eradicate AIDS. And then Joe Biden turns around and says the same stupid thing. Neither one of these men have the power the intellect or the resources to do that. So making that a part of a campaign promise is political suicide, stupid and just outright cruel. The Democratic 2020 candidate, Bernie Sanders, told Joe Rogan that if elected, he will reveal if UFOs exist, but only because his wife told him to. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders has pledged to reveal the truth about aliens if he's elected in 2020. Podcast host Joe Rogan, like I said, asked the senator from Vermont in the final moments of an hour-long interview. He would tell the public about aliens and UFOs if he were to find something out while in office. Well, I'll tell you, my wife would demand that I let you know, Sanders replied with a laugh, adding that she had pressed him in his role as senator for any information on aliens. He said he doesn't have access to those kind of records. 
Sanders went on to say that if he did become president and found out anything about aliens, he'd announce it on the Joe Rogan experience. Though, this is a common question for Rogan to ask his guests. It comes after a recent uptick in conversations about UFOs following a rise in reports of unidentified aircraft by military pilots earlier this year. When asked about the increase in reports during an interview with ABC News in June, President Donald Trump provided little clarity on the origin of these reports. I think it's probably, I want them to think whatever they think. They do say, and I've seen, and I've read, and I've heard, and I did have one very brief meeting on it, but people are saying they're seeing UFOs. Do I believe it? Not particularly, he said. We're watching, and you'd be the first to know. To the disappointment of UFO watchers, Trump's predecessor was equally vague when pried for information on extraterrestrials when asked whether he'd demanded to see all of the classified files about Area 51 and UFOs on Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2015. President Barack Obama deflected with jokes. The aliens won't let it happen. You'd reveal all their secrets, and they'd exercise strict control over us, Obama said. I can't reveal anything. Kimmel also asked Presidents George W. Bush and Bill Clinton the same thing, to no avail. Given Sanders' pledge, UFO watchers should be interested to see what he can reveal should he succeed in making his way to the Oval Office. Monster.fandom.com That's monster.fandom.com I absolutely love this next story. The Churchill Lincoln Spirit Summit. Abraham Lincoln's ghost was Winston Churchill and the nude. Okay, now that I have implanted those images into your mind for the rest of your life, let's go on with the ghost story. Throughout the war, Churchill visited the White House several times. According to several sources, during one such visit, the prime minister stayed in what is now called the Lincoln Bedroom. He had just popped out of the bath, went into the bedroom completely unclad, and saw, leaning against the fireplace, Abraham Lincoln. The unflappable prime minister simply said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Lincoln, Churchill said, acknowledged the prime minister with a knowing look, and then, like all good former heads of state who are technically dead, slowly faded away. Ghosts! Aliens! UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. I'll share personal accounts, my research, and second-hand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Current Events Trump is planning... To gear up on his Space Force proposal. Chances are that won't happen either. 
considering that he's been lying about windmill cancer or the sound from windmills giving people cancer. And let's not forget about the Bowling Green Massacre, which never happened. Or how about his campaign promise where he said that Mexico was going to pay for said wall of separation to keep drugs and illegal immigrants out of the United States. Uh, There was never any intention to have Mexico pay for this. I told people from the very beginning it was going to fall in the laps of the taxpayers if it was successful, and we would be footing the bill. And let's not forget how he continually goes on to say, or continues to go on to say, that Puerto Rico was not a part of the United States. And let's look into Fox News, which that's where he gets most of his news from, and they sing his praises that Ecuador and El Salvador are Mexican countries. And in fact, they are two of their own entities, as well as Mexico being its own separate country. So they don't understand geography as well. And most of the followers of Trump are flat earthers and believe that there is a vaccine conspiracy. So needless to say, this current event, in my opinion, is the bottom of the barrel. Pentagon's secret UFO program has some strange stories to tell. The former leader of the U.S. government's top secret UFO program has some strange stories to tell, and he is sharing some of them for the first time in a new documentary. Intelligence officer Luis Elizondo served as the former director of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, AATIP, an initiative launched in 2007 to study reports of UFO encounters. Elizondo departed the Pentagon in 2017. That year, he spoke with reporters at the New York Times confirming the existence of the shadowy agency and describing its mission. Now, Elizondo is pulling back the curtain on his tenure with the AATIP, which he left because of a lackluster official response to the agency's findings and their unwillingness to address potential risks from UFOs, according to the new show, Undefined Inside America's UFO Investigation which premiered on May 31st on the History Channel at 10 p.m. No, there isn't a big reveal that the UFOs were alien spacecraft all along, but delving into long-hidden accounts of UFO investigations will hopefully encourage people and authorities to overcome long-standing stigmas and talk more openly about these mysterious aircraft, some of which may pose a bigger threat than we realize, Elizondo told Live Science. UFOs have perplexed and fascinated people for decades. They also pose a unique challenge to federal agents trying to determine if they represent a threat to national security. Before AATIP, the U.S. Air Force had launched Project Blue Book, which investigated more than 12,000 purported UFO sightings from 1952 to 1969. During Elzondo's tenure at AATIP, observers reported UFOs flying at hypersonic speeds more than five times the speed of sound. Yet there were none of the signatures that usually accompany aircraft flying at such fantastic speeds, such as a sonic boom, he said. The UFOs were also unexpectedly mobile traveling so fast that they would have experienced gravitational forces or G-forces that far exceeded the limits of endurance for both humans and aircrafts. 
The F-16 Fighting Falcon aircraft, one of the most maneuverable in the U.S. arsenal, reaches its limit at around 16 to 18 Gs, while the human body can withstand about 9 Gs for a very short time before a person would start to black out, Elzondo said. These things that, were observed, that they were observing were pulling 400 to 500 Gs, he said. They don't have engines or even wings, and they are able to seemingly defy the natural effects of Earth's gravitational pull and what we know about physics. Some of the UFO sightings reported to AATIP were eventually resolved as aerial drones or test firings of new types of missiles that were spotted from an unusual angle. But while many astonishing UFOs still defied explanation, there simply isn't enough evidence to suggest they belong to extraterrestrials, Alzando added. However, another possibility is even more unsettling than the prospect of an alien invasion, that a foreign adversary has secretly developed technologies that are strategic game changers, unlike anything ever seen before, he said. Addressing the potential threat is an unnecessary step that government officials, even those that support AATIP, don't take seriously enough, according to Elizondo. What's more, the entrenched secrecy shrouding official UFO investigations only reinforces the association of UFOs with tinfoil hats and ridiculous stories. We trust the American people to know that North Korea has nuclear warheads pointed at Los Angeles, yet we don't trust them with the knowledge that there's something in our skies that we don't know what it is. That seems counterproductive to me, Alzando noted. That's all the time I have for this week. I hope everyone has a wonderful 4th of July and can actually get out and do something that's socially safe at a safe distance. Don't go, uh, don't go out and share drinks with people or kiss strangers open mouth. It's kind of dangerous to kiss people you know open mouth at this point in time. And if you're married, don't go kissing random people open mouth because that's just rude. So have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. And listening to me yamber on about things that matter most to me. Uh, hopefully it matters just a little bit to you to keep returning every week for episodes of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. You can Google search me at the Neil Parks, and you can find a plethora of information, good information, nothing about any jail sentences or outstanding warrants. Squeaky clean, have been for 45 years. Uh, also, you can order my books online through lulu.com or amazon.com and find an array of books that I've written throughout the years and some collaborative efforts I've worked on with, with other authors. Also, merchandise that I have, uh, for example, a 9-inch tall Sasquatch silhouette, 3D printed. If you want one, I can autograph it. And you just PayPal me the money, and I'll send it to you. No charge for shipping. I also design t-shirts. And you can also find on YouTube my channel under Parks Paranormal, or just put in at the Neil Parks, and you can find an array of videos where I'm speaking, I'm doing radio and TV appearances, or I'm just putting my podcast on there and strange UFO videos ghosts, various other strange and paranormal occurrences. Once again, have a great 4th of July weekend, and thank you so much for spending some time with me.
I had fun. I hope you did too. Smile because of the wild I can see my mind.